Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the future, our journey with the patriarchs. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif. Here's a word for the wise for today. Sometimes you have to let go of the past in order to go discover the future. Our hero had to do that, did he not? He had to move away from yesterday to find tomorrow. Right, and he didn't know what that future was going to hold. He had no idea he was going to take a nap and all of a sudden see this ladder going to heaven, right? No, but he knew he needed to move, and as he moved out into uncertainty, God showed up. I remember in second grade Sunday school class, we heard that story. There was even a song about it. Do you know that? See the worst Sunday school babies. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. ladder. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. But it's all about that today. It's in our mind from well, second grade. I, I know the song, <laughs> but uh, when I was that age, I was in a yeshiva, a religious I Jewish know. school. We I were, know. We you were, were singing here, them a little we were different. Here. Yes. <laughs> if you have your Bible, open it to Genesis 28. Our drama today is about an angelic encounter with Jacob. Let's go there now. And Jacob left his mother and father in Beersheba and journeyed toward Haran. Finding a suitable stone for a pillow, he lay down and fell asleep. And Jacob dreamed there was a ladder that reached up into heaven. He saw angels of God ascending and descending. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I will give you the land that you are lying upon. I will give this land to you and to your seed. And your seed will be like the dust of the earth. And you shall expand to the west and east, to the north and to the south. All the families of the earth shall be blessed because of you and your descendants. I am with you and will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. The Hebrew word is sulom, though referred to in song and sermon oftentimes as ladder, as in Jacob's ladder, the word sulom arguably refers to a staircase. And so it is we come to a very famous story right now. Jacob is on the journey, and in 2812 we have sulom, and behold, a staircase. I want to look at that text, but I want to look at that text within the context of the story, because I think it's so important in understanding 
the faith that we need to move forward in this world. I mention this because of the chapter, and that is chapter 28 starts off with Yitzchak, with Isaac blessing Jacob and sending him off. He blesses him with words, but he sends him off and he doesn't really have two nickels to rub together. Things have deteriorated considerably, and actually uh, his mother uh, was the agent behind this, ostensibly saying, listen, Jake, you need to go get a woman uh, there in Padanaram, Syria. She beckons him to get out of Dodge because things have deteriorated with Esau. And she, she imposes that story upon Isaac, who goes, yeah, okay, good deal. Jacob is called, and we're told he's blessed but he's blessed with words and a blessing, not with money, as I'd said. So he's on his own. This man's going on a journey. He's lived uh, by his mother's apron strings his whole life, but now she can't protect him. He doesn't have money in his pocket. He really is alone. And uh, the blessing was here in verse three, may El Shaddai bless you, that is God Almighty. I should mention as well that his father Isaac could have given him wherewithal because he had it. But sometimes people are sent out alone against the elements, against uncertainty. God sets this story up that way. And as he's running away, as he's leaving his family and going to an uncertain world that he's never been to, there he lays down at night, as you saw in the drama and as we see in the text, and he uses a stone as a pillow. I would have done a little better to tell you the truth, but look, what can I say? Uh, he lays down and he has this vision of, of, of heaven opening up. Uh, and he sees this, this staircase, what some have referred to as a ladder. And he sees these angels uh, going up and down, but at the top of which he gets a vision of God. He is told then in verse 13, surprisingly, Adonai or the Lord was standing there and he says that I am Adonai, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. Now he's going to be the God of Jacob, you know, that uh, and the way that works is that Jacob is going to see him working on his behalf. He says here, the land on which you lie, I will give it to you and to your seed. Now, what's interesting, he's, he's headed away and he's going to be gone for 20 years. Imagine that, 20 years. He's sending him away, no money. And he, and he says, look, by the way, before you go, I want you to know that this land is yours. Okay, why the detour? Why the detour? Well, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. In verse 15, he says, uh, behold, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. Isn't that a, a, a good word? I will watch over you. God sends us on a journey. It's a tad bit precarious, but that's where God shows up. And let me just say before we pull away from this segment, when we talk about faith with God for the future, we want God to show up and manifest himself to lead us into the future. 
And that's what he does when people find themselves in precarious places, in difficult spaces. God indeed shows up. And here there's a vision. Uh, there's a manifestation. This is a little more than just hearing a sermon in church on Sunday. This is a God who personally shows up in order to settle a troubled heart. Let me tell you something. God's been doing it for thousands of years. He did it back then. He does it today. He does it with me. He does it with you. He does it with us as we reach into the future, as we walk with God to see what he has for us. And he shows up and guides us and blesses us. May it be for me and you and all of us. Amen. Our Creator chose certain places on the planet to reveal Himself and His message of redemption to us. Mount Sinai, Moriah, Olives, the Mount of Beatitudes, as well as various seas, rivers, and deserts, these were the places. Some are now only ruins, yet they continue to tell of the Lord's faithfulness and love. These sacred backdrops have been beautifully captured in our resource this week the book, Heaven and Earth, Landmarks of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Our producer and director, Ken Berg, has assembled some of his favorite photographs taken during his four decades of travel through the lands of the Bible. Contact us and ask for the book, Heaven and Earth. Our Jewish Roots is more than just a television program. See what you are missing on our social media outlets. On Facebook and Twitter, you'll find our daily Name of God devotional, current news articles, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more. On our YouTube channel, you'll find faith foundations, music, interviews, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more. Or find everything on our website, levitt.com. We invite you to keep in touch and join us on social media. Friends and people, even family, ask us all the time, what is something that is favorite for you when you go to Israel? And right now I'm thinking about us leading you in worship. Every time we get off the bus and we go to a holy site, we lead you in worship, we worship with you. Come with us on a tour to Israel. It'll change your life. Our whole series is about faith for the future, and some people have to take a step of faith to commit to going to Israel. We've heard many stories of people that have said, you know, it's time for me to go. I'm going to sign up. Not sure where the money is coming from, but they take that step, and God provides in a miraculous way. So we'll be excited to hear your story on the bus in Israel, <laughs> how God brought you to the Holy Land. Yes. Now let's continue as we meet the beautiful Rachel for the first time. The journey from Beersheba to Haran had been long and arduous. Along the way in Bethel, Jacob had experienced a heavenly encounter in a dream where the Lord said, I will give this land to you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed because of you and your descendants. Now nearly 500 miles from Beersheba, Haran was finally in sight. This was the land of his mother's father, Bethuel, and his mother's brother, Laban. Now there were shepherds in the field tending their flocks. A well was nearby, and in keeping with the tradition of the day, a rock 
covered the well until the evening hours. Achai, מאין באתם? חרן. חרן? מה אתם על אחד שמו לבן? כן, אנחנו מכירים אותו. השלום לו? כן, הנה ביתו רחל. שם עם הכבשים. Rachel was a shepherdess, and she brought her father's sheep to the area of the well. באתי מרחוק, מבאר שבע הדרומית. סבי חי כאן, בארץ זו, וסיפר לי על הארץ ועל אנשיה. שמי הוא יעקב. אלוהי אבי יצחק הביאה אני הנה. אמי רבקה, אחות לבן אביך. ואני הגעתי לכאן בגללך, רחל. Rachel ran to tell her father about this visitor from a foreign land, whose name was Jacob, the son of Isaac. When I think of the drama that goes along with this segment, or that preceded it, my heart weeps. And I mean that Sincerely, I kind of feel something welling up and going to the tear ducts. And I'm not saying that because there's some script uh, that's beckoning me to say it. The script that I work from principally is my heart and the biblical text here. But there's something beautiful, this boy meets girl story. And I think of, uh, well, the story here is Rachel, but my Rachel, uh, her name is Barry. She's been accompanying me. Um, in this series, and you're going to see her in short order in this program. What a wonderful woman. I refer to her as the way, the truth, and the wife. Uh, the reality is, is I just couldn't live without her. I'm like Humpty Dumpty, strong, pushy, but she has to put me together again every morning to tell you the truth. She really, I appreciate the maintenance work and the love. I appreciate the beauty and the chemistry here, and I think that for us to get on with it in life and be uh, who God would have us to be and to go where God would have us to go, uh, we're not going to go there alone. Uh, we're going to get there with friends. There's a song that goes, I can get by with little help from some friends. Now, I realize I should be quoting the Bible, not you know, popular music, but there's, there's some truth to that. And I note that here that uh, we're told uh, Jacob is on a journey. In verse 1 of chapter 29, he's going to lift up his feet. It's an interesting expression. He's going to get going. And uh, sometimes we need to do that. We need to lift up our feet. We need to get going and, and go out there and discover what God has for us in the future. 
This is true for people that graduate high school and college, but never mind those that find themselves at 18. For those that find themselves at 58 or 68, uh, we similarly need to lift up our feet and, and go out there and see what God has for us in the future. Uh, maybe it's a person uh, in, in what we're looking at here that's going to appear, maybe someone else, something else. But the point is, I like it and I don't want to make too much of it. He lifts up his feet and he goes. And as he goes in verse 6, just coincidentally, he's on a journey. He doesn't know who he's going to find, but he's beckoned to go to a family. And all of a sudden in verse 6, look, here comes Rachel, Rachel, just like that. We're told subsequent to this, he's going to mobilize energies and, and, and be of service to her. There's something in his heart that flutters. There's energies that are mobilized. He wants to be of service to her because there is that Cupid's arrow, you know, something that's struck in the heart. Definitely he's energized. He's mobilized to work for her. You look at the text, she's coming with flocks and he's going to help her with her work. You know, it's interesting, we oftentimes think of the woman as our helpmate. It's shipping language, by the way, mate. You know, you know, on a ship, there's the first mate. Hey, matey, you know, it, it's, uh, um, it is what it is. We tend to think of the woman as our helpmate, but here the helpmate is the man. Uh, he's helping her. And by the way, that mutual service I think is important too, especially for you guys that are watching the program right now. Uh, don't just have service for the woman, something that begins the relationship. Uh, do carry it on through it. I mentioned this, that uh, uh, Jacob is very excited. He senses something here. If you look in verse 11, we're told he's going to kiss her, lift up his voice, and then he's going to weep. Here's a guy that's been alone. He's up against the elements. He's up against circumstances. And there's some sense he's found his way to home, home for the heart uh, in this person, Rachel. Things are going to come unglued, by the way. Rachel was a sweetheart. Her father was a tad bit manipulative. Jacob is going to get schnookered. And by the way, he needed to get hustled. He was a hustler himself. He needed to get outplayed. That's part of his own maturing and growing. Uh, he meets her. There's a 20-year story that's going to go by real quick. And it's going to be wrought with all kinds of intrigue. He goes to marry Rachel. Leah is pawned off on him. There's a number of things that don't go quite right. But one of the things here is very clear, that here's a man who's thrown into the faith walk. He gets his faith up. He lifts up his feet. And you know what? He finds his way to the future. He finds the home for his heart. And why is that? Because God guides him to it. You're going to see and hear from the home of my heart in a moment. But before you do, let me just remind you that God's at work in the world to help faith walkers. I really hope that you're going to have faith in God for the future, for your future. As I'd said, it's for the young and old alike. We all need to lift up our feet, go up against the horizon and see what God has and who he has. If that's, such a, if that's the situation. But just know for sure, God loves us. He watches over us. He's going to take care of us. God bless. 
when I read the story in the Bible, I honestly have to feel, I feel a little bit bad for Jacob. And then I think about what he did with Esau. So this is a little payback, or do you think God's kind of like, or he's time to learn a lesson uh, with Laban? I don't know, it's a tricky one. You know, sometimes people need to get roughed up a little bit. And I think Jacob was. I don't think he liked it. No. <laughs> and then he had to work another seven years. You know, men have hubris, uh, pride, you know, and he was somewhat cunning and manipulative and, uh, you need to get beat up a little bit every now and again, get humbled. It took him a while. He had to work for it. Right. Um, in our drama today coming up, um, Isaac and his father-in-law have some problems, not necessarily traditional as they prepare for being together. Here's the way I look at it, and I'll pivot to the drama in so doing. You know, family businesses, working with relatives can go either really, really good or really, really bad. They say, don't hire someone you can't fire. And with family, it can get like that. This deal got out of hand. Jacob loved Rachel and agreed with her father Laban to work seven years in exchange for the right to marry her. Laban agreed. But at the last moment, he deceived Jacob, giving him his older daughter, Leah, instead. Undeterred, Jacob agreed to work yet another seven years for Rachel, the daughter he deeply loved. אבל איזה מסע זה היה. חלום על מלאכים יורדים ועולים בבית אל, ועכשיו לפגוש מלאך נוסף ברחל. אני כל כך מצטערת שהיה עלינו לחכות שנים רבות. אבי חונה אותי פעם אחת, אבל זה לא יקרה שוב, אני מבטיח. אני אוהב אותך. about Jacob waiting 14 years to marry Rachel. But what about Rachel waiting 14 years? And especially thinking that she and Jacob are gonna get married after seven years and then her sister gets to marry him and she has to wait another seven years. Waiting is not easy. And the Latin derivative also speaks about waiting is suffering. It's enduring, enduring patiently, and it's not easy to wait. Sometimes when God calls me to wait, I'm just thankful that I'm not having a serious disease and I'm in God's, in that waiting room in the hospital. But you know, all of us one time or another are gonna be in God's waiting room. And we want to wait with good attitude, and be patient. Just think about Jacob, what he must have gone through those seven years between Leah and Rachel and what his wedding night must have been like. Now, I was single for all those years, 62 years before I said, I do to be Sife's wife, Dr. Sife's wife. And during those years, I didn't go searching. I really asked God to keep me content. I wanted contentment. 
because I wanted to do everything I could as a single before, if God was going to change my marital status to married, I wanted to make sure I did everything I could. And I did. I furthered my education, began a charity in Israel. But since I got the prize, Dr. Jeffrey Seif, my life has been rich, blessed, and he was worth waiting for. We were buddies a long time ago. He went on to get married, and his wife passed after 30 years, and she endorsed me. She gave me a lateral pass by saying, Jeff, after I pass, go marry Barry. Waiting is worth it. As it says in Psalm 27, the end of that chapter, Kivet el Adonai, wait on the Lord. He is good. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. As a woman, I must say I kind of feel for Leah. She, uh, they said something in the Bible about a weary eye. I don't know what physically was different with her. But here's this woman that maybe perhaps felt unloved, unwanted. She was put into an unfortunate situation with a man that really didn't want her and didn't love her, but she might have felt less than. And the wonderful news that we have today through this story is there is a Redeemer that loves those that are even feeling as if they're not the first choice. Yes, I think she felt insecure the whole duration of her marriage. And people are looking for satisfaction in marriage. It doesn't always deliver perfectly. With that said, let me speak to you for a moment about a satisfaction that does deliver perfectly. For those that might be looking for the perfect groom, I want you to know that his hands are extended. I was very pleased to welcome my wife, Barry, under the chuppah when we married. And the Lord has his arms outstretched to welcome those who wish to come to him. People look for love in all the wrong places. Sometimes we look in the right places, but it just doesn't deliver what we'd hoped for. I believe that there is a hole in the heart that's only filled by the Lord. And repentance of sins is the first step to get to Him, to be honest about self and circumstance, to own the moment, to turn to Him. And He's all about wanting to deliver. In fact, the name Jesus, Yeshua, to save, to deliver, or to redeem. We can sing about it in old hymns. We can sing about it in Messianic music. But the point is, is we turn our attention to him and then he turns, he turns his attention to us and we see circumstances change for the better. That's good. We love singing about Yeshua. I know personally in my life back in the day, I tried singing about the world and there was no future in that. But right now, we leave you with a song about Yeshua and also this. Something from the Hebrew. Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. This is my story, and this is my song. 
praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. I'm praising my Savior. 